0: You're listening to The Full Broadside.
1: Welcome everybody to the full broadside and what is it episode 8 I believe Uh, with me today we have Mando KJ on his mobile device so that should be fun Mr. Sock and you know what since we've had Nimitz fill in and he's done such a wonderful job we invited him to, to guest host with us so it's all five of us here gonna have some have some fun talking about ships today how's everybody doing today guys
2: Doing awesome here in Oregon. Good to be back, uh, Nimitz. Good to have you on the show with me at the same time. Although no discount for you.
3: <laughs> no, I'm doing. Uh, I'm glad to be back again as usual. And um, yeah, I'm uh, hanging out in Oregon too. Uh, hoping this weather cools down soon. But other than that, doing great.
0: Yeah, well, it's okay over here too. I'm not that much. I'm not too far away from you guys geographically, but it's hot up here as well.
4: Yeah, we're surviving some of the summer heat down here in Texas, so it's getting there.
1: Well, I guess I, I'm the only one that's able to brag. It's actually a nice, cool 58 degrees here, and uh, we got a nice, cool breeze off Lake Superior. So it uh, sounds like it might be upper 40s overnight, so the wife is wondering whether she's going to have to bring in the flowers or not. So. But uh, enough about that and the weather and, and how we're all doing. Uh, I got a quick update for you guys before, uh, before we get started. Uh, we talked a little bit. You guys were, were wondering how I was going to feel about having the, the uh, Azure Lane girl command one of my ships. And uh, if I'd be annoyed with her. And you know what? Honestly, I got to say, it's a little annoying. However, she isn't as loud as the rest of the gunfire that I've got going on, maybe it's just my settings, but she's making all of her noise, and you know what? I can barely hear her. So maybe it's because I'm going deaf in my age, but I, she hasn't been a real big problem. So, so there's your update. <laughs>
2: I don't know there's there's something about being cursed at by a lolly girl in a language I don't understand that just gets under my skin. I don't know about you guys.
3: <laughs> yeah. I find it I find it pretty humorous. Um, I so wish I knew how to speak Japanese so I could actually understand what she is saying but I find her it humorous. It's uh, especially when you're losing she just gets a oh voice she gets really animated and it's uh, it's it's
0: pretty funny. yeah the those commanders don't bug me.
1: Well, this one was kind of funny because it was kind of surprising because she was in front of a British flag. She had blonde hair. She had bright white skin. I mean, like me, for God's sake, without a sunburn. And uh, I expected to have English or at least British English out of her. <laughs> and uh, she started spewing Japanese stuff. I'm like, what the, what the what is that? so it is fun it is fun i will tell you it is a little bit fun when she gets fired up i do something dumb and she starts squealing and getting louder higher pitches Uh, that's a little bit of fun so at some point i know i will get driven nuts by it and she'll have to go but for now yeah what the heck you know KJ, what do you think of her
2: KJ's being cursed out by her right now that's probably why <laughs>
1: possibly <laughs>
4: possibly uh, I've I mean you know, I, I haven't really used the what is it, the, the Nelson right now I've I mean I've had her in port for a long while um, but I mean I've I've used them on, on occasions I usually use them like with the ARP ships or whatever ship that they come with or go with uh, but then I just try to drown them out because it, to me it's for me it's kind of distracting because I'll be playing and then it just kind of goes off in my ears and I I get kind of distracted on who's yelling at me in a foreign language (laughs)
3: can't tell if that's her or your
4: wife right well yeah I get yelled by her all the time so you know that's the one I have to listen to and pay attention to
2: (laughs) does does anybody have have the Dasha commander does
3: Dasha speak uh, Russian I think she does but I don't have her I thought I heard somewhere that she does speak Russian
1: yeah, and I would imagine it's the same deal. She speaks Russian no matter which ship she sails, what country.
2: I don't know. To me, I would much rather be cursed at in Russian, I guess, than in Japanese by a lolly girl. At least Dasha's more of a of a grown woman. I just I just can't get over the whole lolly girl thing.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm, I think she speaks a little bit of English, but not enough to really do the voice lines justice. You know what?
1: I, I may put some doubloons on the account here in the next few days. Maybe I will just pick up a uh, a a dash of a of a you know English speaking country and, and see what it sounds like. Cause you know even if she does speak Russian, something about the Russian women I could be okay with hearing that accent. I think in my ear, even if I'm doing stupid stuff, I think I could probably be okay with that.
2: It makes you want to when you potato in, you know, to a cap and get sunk in the first thirty seconds. She she makes you want to go out and drink lots of vodka, I guess.
1: I'll put her on a put her on a Russian ship and watch her just yell, scream and charge for <laughs> Russian bias or something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe All if
4: right. we can get better better
1: AA off of that then, right? Yeah, maybe. Give her a pistol or something and put her out on the bow.
2: What like yeah? She starts executing all the crew members of your ship, and suddenly your skills go higher. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, comrade commissar. She, you know she's up there executing the captain, and and suddenly your aim gets you know modified by plus five percent or something. Your dispersion gets better.
1: <laughs> yeah um let's let's move on we've got some show to cover here guys we can talk about that all night in a a channel but uh uh, 9.7 is almost here uh what is it german carriers one is about to wind down and i know we've got some stuff we wanted to cover on uh german carrier part two mando why don't you hit us with what you got there
2: yeah, I, I'm you know scouring the 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 uh, the bowels of the internet so to speak and, and looking for stuff. Nine, um, I know Nimitz and KJ both mentioned something about and you guys mentioned something about switching out uh, between um, carrier one and carrier two. And so I know we were talking about that a little bit pre-show um, because I'm still showing some of the carrier one missions on there, but it looks like we're going to be going to um, more of like a container drop, a collections uh, system now versus going out and doing the combat mission. So they're moving into the second phase of the implementation of the German carriers, by uh, I mean you're still going to get the the crate drops and, and missions, but it's going to be more of a collection um, based uh, to get uh, the permacamos and and uh, to get the extra flags, et cetera. So that's what we're looking at uh, right now with the carrier too.
1: Well, and, and some of the some of the reading that I did on the uh, I don't know if it was a blog, but po- I think it was a blog post on the forums by Hapafodder and. Uh, in the german carriers too he was talking about the combat missions and uh, the containers it, what uh, what really kind of perked my interest because in these containers um now obviously the chances of getting these might be low but there's a chance to pick up four german ships uh the palmer and the mains and the z39 all premiums and then they have the admiral hipper in there which is a standard tech tree and then they have camos but they also have 10 point commanders in there as well and i believe they come with each of the ships so uh i don't know the drop rate on those but those are potentials coming out of those containers as well so i mean that's that's enough to get me to play and try to knock out those missions
3: did either one of you guys hear whether or not um you're going to be able to still obtain german tokens because i didn't see anything on that but it seems like the way they set it up this time around i mean it was almost impossible to get all of them.
2: No, I'm not reading anything as far as obtaining tokens. And pretty much, I mean, per standard practices, if whatever tokens you have, you still have an amount of time to be able to spend them in the armory. And that's one of the points that I was uh, going over. I know we're talking again pre-show was I'm a little peeved off about the German token thing because now I, I have the Graf Zeppelin. So I was able to complete all of the missions except for two which I couldn't complete because I did not have the Tier 6 and the Tier 8 carrier. And so I, I, I wanted to get one of the permac- uh, camos for my Hindenburg, um, and but it was only a possibility for me to get 450 tokens in, in which I need... 600 to get the camo. so shame on you war games for doing that i mean if you're gonna put a um an event out there something that's not costing too much you know money or anything i mean it's almost unless you were lucky enough to get those two drops you're not going to be able to get those camos i don't know i'm a little pit, uh, ticked off about that
1: well for me to jump in here real quick um my thoughts you know going back to the tokens and the the them being removed at some point because the German carriers is, is gone. Typically in the past, when they have some sort of an event like that and it comes to an end, the patch comes, boom, it's over, it's gone. The tokens that you have, they convert into whatever silver you, you have and, and, and whatever exchange rate. Um, being that it's German carriers too, technically it's still the same event, I would think. It's just a second phase. And it's still Germany we're dealing with. It's possible that those tokens may still work and you still might be able to get those. If that's the case, then those that you've uh, achieved to this point are uh, still worth something. Uh, I I stopped. I hit the brakes on on that when I found out, well, I've only got the Rhine. I don't have the other three or four. I can't complete those. There's no way I can complete them. No way I can get the 600 and, and buy the perm uh, camo that I wanted for the Z-52, and that would have been nice. But you know what? I just hit the brakes. Well, now I'm thinking about it. Well, even if that's the case, and they move into German carrier two, are they going to make available those carriers to the tech tree? In 97, now that they've had their initial release, they go out into the tech tree. They become attainable. Now we can attain them. Can we still complete those, those missions? Because before the show, we were talking about some of us had um, the directive still there. Others did not. Uh, But we all seem to agree that the the German carriers were still able to be found. Those missions are still able to be found. So maybe those will persist. And I seem to remember looking at it the other day and seeing those ones, even though the, the main directives were pretty much going to be done in, what, X amount of days, two or three, four days. The other ones that required the carrier to have, what, 1500 XP or something per carrier was still available like 30 31 days so if that's the case maybe we can still have attained those as we're going through german carrier two that's just my ideas what do you guys think
2: it, it's that's a that's a great point i'll just jump in here real quick and say that's a great point i didn't think about that and so i will stand corrected on my comments with the caveat of if that's the case if it's not the case then i will go back to my shame on you and wag my finger at wargaming for making something that was unattainable but um you do bring a ray of hope for me to be able to get my perma for my hindenburg
3: i think uh wargaming is like been getting in a habit of of doing this, um, he's they've been uh, you know teasing us with with these events. The Puerto Rico event, for example, was a total catastrophe. So many people are upset. So many people were mad. Um, but they always kind of make up for it, you know. They always try to do something to make up for it. So I'm gonna side with Mando on this one, and I'll be like giving what you just said. Um, Yes, I would forgive Wargaming. If that does not come to pass, um, I'm going to be pretty perturbed. uh, But I think somewhere down the road, they will compensate you for it. They always try to do a little something for you.
1: Well, here's the thing. They have tried a lot of things, and they failed some things. And it, it seems to me they do a pretty good job of learning from their mistakes um, we saw the the puerto rico become a, a really it was an epic fail it, it was it was terrible so they came out with the uh the odin with the graph bay in there so you went half if you could only get halfway you still got a premium ship out of it if you made it the entire way you knew how much you were going to have to pay for the to get you the rest of the way and i think that's really really good in what they're doing so maybe they're going to continue on with this german carrier stuff and still give you extra time and and in this case what they're doing is they're rewarding long-term replayability guys that keep coming back and keep playing the game when they could have just said you know what Heck, heck with it I'm out of here they're coming back, and you know what? They're getting rewarded for it because there's new things that are coming. Some of these tokens may still be able to be spent uh, on these things that we wanted before. You know, maybe those, I mean, I still see, you can still go, even though the directives have been removed, the little German banner at the top left of my screen is gone. I can still go into the armory, and I can still hit the German symbol down at the bottom, and I can still see all of those camels. They're still there so i have hope i mean they they have rectified situations they they have at least come out with something you know they they've put a band-aid on it and and did a couple of adjustments they've learned from the mistakes and i think you know what coming into this this anchorage uh whenever this one drops nine seven i guess uh that's going to be a a, a, another one in the uh the dockyard that we can build and i mean if they do it the similar as they did with the odin i think I think I think it's Bravo, Bravo Wargaming.
3: Yeah, um, I mean I, I agree with that too because I actually, even though I paid for the first part of the Odin, the first eight phases, um, I enjoyed doing it. It was fun. Um, did this you event enjoy
0: being a filthy, disgusting
3: whale. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying
2: um, the whale club.
3: <laughs> right um you know got to got to got to do what you got to do but um i mean there was i mean there was no way you were going to get it without paying anything at all so i was like why not get this over with as quickly as possible cuz i want this ship so
2: well one one positive thing coming out with the german carriers part 2 and this was a complete uh, this was a complete sneak attack by wargame i did not see this coming was the palmern it was thrown into the patch and it, it's it's a small section of the Palmer. And if you guys don't know, the 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 Palmer is an H class battleship. It's gonna be a Tier 9 premium and it's gonna be going into the coal shop for 228 K coal. And I've been keeping an eye on this. It's been on the back burner. Um it's it's gonna be armored up. I'm looking at I mean the deck armor in this thing is eighty millimeters, which is gonna be impervious to most of your ag spam coming in so it's going to be interesting um to see this ship when it comes out but they threw that in the notes the Palmern, and they have a tier six uh, carrier that's um a premium german carrier that's got thrown in there too so there's some good stuff coming out with 9.7 definitely you know what the carrier event looking forward to um and so hopefully that will make up for my my anger over over the tokens
3: I was just going to say, uh, sorry to change the subject, but you said something there that piqued my interest. Does anybody still fire HE at carriers anymore? Yes. All the time. But, it it, I mean, it goes out, like, you know, what, five seconds or whatever it is. I don't even know, whatever the reload time is. or um, But they don't burn long enough to make it effective, right?
0: Well, but if you're in, um, if you're out at an, say, say, for example, um I'm in my Des Moines, and I have the carrier, and he's like dead nose onto me. I'm just gonna auto bounce off of him if I'm shooting armor piercing. So even if I'm not setting fires, HE is my only option there.
2: Also, the the plunging fire at long distances, it's gonna bounce off the deck, and and versus the HE, where you, unless it shatters you're still going to get, um, the, you know, it's it's less, but you'll still get the HE damage. I, I spam HE at carriers at long range until I get into about the the 10 or 11 kilometer range when I'm getting, uh, depending on the arc of fire of the you know, the, the nation that I'm using, it, it, until I can get a direct shot at the hull, I'll use HE.
0: Okay. If it's a tier 10 sense. carrier, even if I'm in the, the Yamato, I don't even look at them if I'm less, if I'm more than 20 kilometers away because they're basically untouchable at, at max distance with the armored decks
4: right most of the time I, most of the time i'm burning into dd so that's my only option if i'm waiting on torpedoes so
1: <laughs> right well and and nimitz don't forget you got a thunderer um you fire he and you hit that thing broadside you can still get citadels with the he and you don't have to worry about ricochet um that's a no-brainer to me, and I think a lot of it's still situational. Like Sock said, you've got to be a decent amount of distance away or, or, or – close to them, at least, you know, less than 20 away. I mean, if they're at the at the max range, you know, they're impervious anyway. So you want to make sure that you can see them. And and I have seen some carriers uh, in, in a handful of games in the last week or two that are not staying at the far edge of, edges of the map. They're uh, kind of working their way in. I mean, we saw one in clan battles the other night go right into the cap, for God's sake. Well, we won that one quick because we were able to burn them out real fast. (laughs)
0: Well, in a carrier, you shouldn't be hanging way back. You should be moving up with the team, a little bit behind the team, but you should be moving with because you got to give your planes the best chance they can at getting to the target quickly.
1: Sure, but in some cases, it's best to stay back for a little while until you start seeing what's going on and where the max resistance is, and and then you want to position somewhere else.
0: And the added benefit of sticking with your teammates, carriers have a lot of anti-aircraft fire,
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they kick out those fighters automatically, right.
3: too. Um, I saw something uh, today, and I, I want to start trying it. Um, at a, uh, a naval battle where a carrier um, was down to him and a cruiser, and there was uh, um, a carrier and a destroyer on the other side. Uh, but they were winning by a lot. And so he had the cruiser pull up next to him, and he would launch a set of planes drop a fighter and return the planes i'll launch another set of planes drop a fighter and return the planes and he did that three times so they had like this massive aa bubble around them and they just sat there until the points ran out which i thought was pretty cool i have never thought of that
1: well the only problem i see with that is you have a a a certain amount of uh charges with that uh the fighter you can only use it so many times it's just like a heel on any other ship Uh, you you know you get three maybe four or five depending on on how you spec your captain and uh, you will run out of those. So I, I I don't know. I mean, it's something to try, I guess, early on. Unlikely.
0: You're very unlikely to run out of fighters. Um, you Because you, you get three, without superintendent, you get three per squad, per plane type. So you get a total of nine.
1: Oh, well, I've run out of them before, so, but I tend to stick around and and not get shot either. So, um, I stay quite a ways back and drop them for support of my team, but I also, uh, will drop them over a, a, uh, destroyer at times too. So, but uh, I think we're getting a little off track here. We were talking about the, (laughs) uh, the, the the 9 7 stuff with the, uh, the Pomeran going, going coal. Um, and the, I think it was the Ludendorff or Lud- Ludenhoff, something like that. It was a tier six carrier. The, um, the Lohenhardt. Right, right. Um, the Palmern is also going to be one of those that could potentially drop in one of those new containers that's coming out with 9.7 Germany, uh, as is the main and the Z39. And then they've got that, like I said, tech tree hipper. But I mean, there's still additional chance to get them there. So that's kind of a nice little be- a benefit.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm like stated before. I'm really interested in the Pomeran, um, just based on there's sections of the deck on the fore and the aft that are that's 80 millimeter. I'm going through the tech trees of the other nations, and the closest thing that comes, even close to it, is the Kremlin, which has got 60 millimeter decking, and so it's going to be interesting. Um, it looks like a tier nine uh, mini GK, a, a, you know a tier nine Um the only setback is going to be the three eighty millimeter guns, which I mean, you know, you're a, you're a Jean Bart fan are are still pretty good guns, um, and of course it'll have the secondary uh, ensemble on it as well. But really interesting ship, and then the Loenhart. As we mentioned, not to be confused with the Low and Brow, um, this one does not come <laughs> with a, a keg of beer with it. The Low and Heart. Uh, what's going to be different about this one is that the um, your dive bombers on your German carriers are all AP, and this one's going to have HE dive bombers. So that's going to be um, sort of the unique feature on the Low and Heart. It looks like the hull is going to be—it's uh, like a Graf Zeppelin. But a pre-Zeppelin, so it's still going to have some of the secondaries on it. Um, not a secondary build like the Zeppelin, but this will have uh, like a pre-Zeppelin is kind of what it looks like. But yeah, some good stuff coming out.
1: 9.7. With those HE so bombs, do H- we... Yeah, go ahead.
4: I was going to say, so more death to the destroyers with HE bombs.
2: That's what it's looking. Um, I'm looking at...
1: Well, that's, that's my question, then, is, is what type of HE? Is they going to be clusters more like the, the British, or are they going to be the HE bombs more like the U.S.?
2: Uh, size of attacking flight is two six aircraft per squadron, bombs and payload one. So it looks like you're going to be dropping two HE bombs with an alpha damage of 12,200.
1: <laughs> okay, so they're, they're going to be similar to the U.S., then.
2: Yeah, it, it looks like um, yeah, U.S., HE bomber, so you'll have two big, uh, uh, uh what, are they, what were the the big boy and the little boy, tall guy and the little guy coming down on top of you. Fat yeah. fat boy and little guy. What were the two A-bombs that they dropped? Fat, the man, man? fat man and little boy. Yeah, so you're gonna have a fat man and a little boy coming out of that dive bomber, uh, hitting your torpedo, or your, uh, your destroyer. Yeah. Man, I am out of whack today.
1: Well, let's not forget the Tiny Tim Rockets, too, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: <laughs> you, you got to give it to the Americans. They have uh, all kinds of catchy little names for everything.
2: And that was, if we get around to it, that was going to be one of my topics tonight it, because, and, and I'll just rabbit hole, go down the rabbit hole a little bit. I just recently obtained my Midway um, kind of, you know, my jury's still out on it, but um, I know Sock is uh, an awesome Midway player, and so I was going to throw that out there tonight Um Sock uh, Hvar or Tiny Tim's? Which do you prefer?
0: Depends on the day. It's not an up- it's not an upgrade or a downgrade. It's a side grade. The, I mean, objectively, the Tiny Tim's are better. Have better plans because the plans get more health for some reason, even though they're the same health. Or like they're the, they're the same plans. They're still Bearcats. Um, the Tiny Tim's can be really uh, sketchy against destroyers you don't get very many of them so you know you're probably only gonna hit one or two of them but if you do manage to hit all nine it it does do a lot more damage they also have like 80 something millimeters of penetration so that means you can basically you can go after battleships and stuff you don't have to stick to destroyers which with the hvars you can still go after battleships and stuff, but you really have to start thinking about superstructures at that point. But I do find, in general, I tend to use the Tiny Tims more, because I don't really hunt destroyers that much. But when I am when I feel like hunting destroyers or killing light cruisers, then I'll load up the, the 127s.
4: Yeah, pretty much anytime time it gets in the game, it's on the opposite side of us.
0: <laughs> Why? But as, and we all running destroyers. I can attest, to that. I so can to, attest a, to that. To give, a, to give you a concise answer to your question, um it I I use both.
2: Okay. No, fair enough. I appreciate that. I don't know. That's why I was asking. Uh, it, I know there's a lot of debate, of course, on the warship forums, you know, Hvar versus Tiny Tim. But getting back to the topic on hand, which was the Loneheart, um, and to answer your comment, um, Cyber, uh, yeah, it, it, this is going to make the German dive bombers more viable, I, I think, against destroyers, at least the Loneheart is, because you're still going to have the AP rockets, and the torpedo bombers. Um, I'm also very interested in this one, as as far as the tier six, just based on the fact that the dive bombers have that HE payload versus the AP.
1: Well, it's definitely something to look forward to, and it's it's something that uh, you know, it, what is it, a tier six? I mean, that's it's going to be there. It's going to be available, uh, and it's it's a, a tier six carrier that you may wish to purchase over the Ark Royal. Um, that might be something. Had we had that, I wonder if that one would have uh, would have been in clan battles a lot more than we've seen the Ark Royal.
2: I bet you it would have, um, just based on that the Ark Royal has got Tier 4 and Tier 6 aircraft. I I have the Ark Royal. The appeal to me for the Ark Royal is, is it, I'm kind of a little bit backwards with it, as in I use the rocket or the attack aircraft only in self-defense, and I pretty much stick to the bombers and the torpedoes, uh, and with that rotation, it regens enough aircraft, especially uh, in clan battles on Tier 6, that I'm I'm constantly, I'm not getting de plane basically, and then I just save the rockets for self-defense. But that'll be the difference, and I, uh, to answer your question, I think it, had it been released for Tier 6 rank, or when Tier 6 rank comes back around again, if they have carriers, it's going to make a huge difference, because I would definitely take the Loneheart over an Ark Royal, um, or possibly even the Ryujo.
1: Well, there you go. Something for everybody to ponder. Uh, uh, We'll uh, take a quick break, and then uh, we will be right back at it. All right, everybody, welcome back. And uh, we we finished off on the 9.7 stuff and had a little carrier talk. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's reach out and, uh, see what Mando's got for us coming ahead. And in, in 9.8, I know there's a couple of ships coming. There's some changes they're doing. I know there's uh mid autumn stuff that they're kicking out. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get started. Mando, I know you got a laundry list of stuff, so let's get started.
2: Well, I, I was a bit surprised when I logged in today and started do my pre update and, um, two, two words for you guys, uh, Battleships roll out if that means anything I don't know you know some (laughs) coming back from the depths of childhood I was really surprised to see this collaboration coming up with the Transformers Um, I don't know I'm kind of on the fence with that one what do you what are your guys thoughts on the the Transformers collaboration
3: I have no desire to participate in a Transformers I liked the cartoon when I was a kid I liked the the movies they were great but I. it doesn't let you know like 40k affected you you were like oh my god i love 40k i gotta do it um absolutely totally opposite with transformers
2: yeah I'm, i'm i mean the artwork is great again you know um kudos out to their art department i just don't know if i could get into a historical war game with um optimus prime you know looks like he's got a saddle and he's riding on the turret of something into combat it's just hard for me to take that seriously um I, I don't know. I mean, fortunately, it's just a perma camouflage in a in a, a cap. There, there you go, cyber. You might be able to get some more captains out of this. With Optimus Prime screaming at you in um, in German for something. I don't
1: know. Uh, all right, <laughs> I got I got to jump in because I can hardly contain myself. Nimitz, you suck. <laughs> oh, and, come on! And I I, no, I gotta I gotta say this here because I know Mando was was. Uh, uh, crazy man when it came to that 40k stuff i am probably the world's largest transformer nerd back in the day when it was way back uh you know they'd come out as a cartoon i was eating that stuff up i had i don't know how much money i had my parents dump into that stuff i i mean i if i had them right now today they'd be worth millions i'm sure um the amount that i had i i i like this idea i mean if it's nothing else but camos and a captain here and there why the hell not i mean we've got i mean we had for a while steven seagal in here we've got alexander ovechkin who has probably never been on a ship in his entire life he's a hockey player for god's sake why the heck not? We've, spy. we've got we've got other cartoon characters that speak Japanese in our ear that you guys can't stand. You know, we just talked about that. Why the hell not have Transformers? Can you imagine how cool that would be if you got Megatron talking to you in your ear with that voice? Optimus Prime talking to you. I know Bumblebee will have some problems probably, but uh, God, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm. Clancy I was showing the to... wife. I was showing the wife this morning. Look at this. Look at this. She's like, oh my God. She she's she was upset. She's like, really? They're combining two things you really like? I said, that's exactly it. I'm all in on this.
0: You don't have to look at the camos if you don't want. You can turn that stuff off. You can turn off non-historical stuff.
2: Yeah, it, I, I'm like I said. I'm actually interested in like the captains. I think it would be really cool to have Optimus Prime or, or in my case, Megatron screaming in my ear that I'm screwing something up. You know, I, I think it would be kind of cool. I'm, I'm not too keen on the camos. I would probably turn those camos off. I mean, they look great. They look sharp. I'm, I would be more interested in the captains and the voiceovers than anything.
3: You know, I'm, I, I could possibly handle have an Optimus prime saying montana roll out <laughs> uh but i i don't know about the uh the camos no I, I not a fan of that
1: i'll tell you i looked at the camos or at least the the four that they put up there the only one that really caught my eye was the megatron one because it's predominantly silver with a little bit of a purple on it and to me that was just enough And, you know, the little Decepticon sticker on the side was kind of cool, too. But I don't really need all the other stuff. And, I mean, the Bumblebee one looked not far off from the school bus one. Uh, those, you know, felt a little unimpressive. You know what? But I don't care. I mean, if they're going to give me an extra 200 XP to float the thing, uh, you know, put it on there. I've been around floating around with the uh, the the, what is it, the Valentine's Day hearts all over my ship. If it's going to get me more XP, you're damn right, I'm going to paint the ship in that. I've driven around in the school bus one, too, looking like a giant freaking banana out there on the water. But I did it, you know. So I'm all in on this. And like I said, if they have the voiceovers, I'm going to be a complete nerd for a couple of weeks getting those.
2: Now, if you jump into your Grosser first with your Megatron uh, Perma and that thing transforms in the middle of a battle, I'll spend some money on that.
1: Yeah, if that. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting it, but man, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't have the Grosser first yet either. It's not something I've grinded to. But I'll tell you what, if, it, if that happens, I'm all in.
2: So also moving on um, with uh, on the 9.8 is uh, the the current rank season is going to be coming to a close and the new rank season is going to be coming out on um, from September to October and it'll be 8 verse 8 on the tier 10 format. And we've also got the Mid-Autumn Festival, and that has to do with your Pan-Asian and your Asian ships. And they've also got some uh, new uh, Asian-themed captains that are coming out, Um, and also a rework on the fog, um, which poses a question for you guys. I don't know about you. I use a mod just to kind of take the fog out there. Do do you guys go for the real? So the question I have is, do you guys go for the realism, or do you go for more of a game advantage by taking the fog out and stuff?
4: I've done both. Uh, currently, I don't have it turned off.
3: I just play with it as is. But
4: I've done both.
3: I like the realism. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't turn it off. I just go with what it is and, and deal with it. So,
2: do you do the mods, like to take the sun glare off? Because it's, I mean, I could see both sides of the fence. Um, me, I, I like. I like the realism sometimes and yeah it depend on what what kind of mood that I'm in and sometimes I'll like if it's if it's clan battles or ranked I usually take the realism off cuz I want to try to give myself cuz I suck at the game so I want to try <laughs> to give myself as good of an advantage you know best of advantage as possible but um Cyber what, what's your thoughts on that
1: Well you know I like the realism um I think a little bit more. I I did for a while try to remove that stuff, do the the mod so that I could get that off of there because, you know what, I'm not the best player in the world, so I need to have uh, the ability to see the enemy, you know, and if I can see him and he can't quite see me as good because I'm in fog, Maybe that gives me an advantage. I found, really, though, it really doesn't do a whole lot for me, so I, I've chosen to to go back and do the fog. And if they're going to make a change and alter it a little bit and make it a little bit easier or even worse, whatever, I, I'm fine with it. I'm really excited, though. Uh, you know, mid-autumn is fine. It doesn't really matter too much to me, but in the captains, uh, there's three captains coming, two of which are Pan-Asian, which... I mean, how many Pan Asian ships does everybody really have? You know, and then the other one is Why? Japanese. Yeah, exactly. You have one, you sell the one below it, and you move up. And once you get to the top, and you're happy. Although most yeah, people would
2: argue, it. yeah,
1: most people would argue that Cheng Mu is the top of that line because they had nerfed the Yu Yang out of existence at this point. It's it's not really worth going all the extra effort. So you go to the nine, and then you you finish off right there. Uh, or a lot of people do so i mean you really have just the one and maybe you have something down at tier four just to run with new people and whatnot but for the most part you've got a whole bunch of japanese uh, ships in your port you i could always use a japanese captain uh so i'll probably definitely go with that one
2: sock your thoughts realism or tactical
0: advantage uh i keep my game totally stocked i don't use any mods
2: Fair answer, fair answer. I know there are some guys that that do that. I know a couple of really good uh, top, you know, tier player um, from past clans that it they it's information overload for them. So I just no, I, I, just I totally don't care.
0: In fact, truth. That's the truth. The truth of it for me is I just don't care. Can couldn't, couldn't be arsed to install any mods. Fair there enough. was one. There was one I used to use back in the day. Um, back before the mod station was a thing, and you had to install them manually, um, I used one it w- that was really useful. It was um, it showed you the angle that uh, of between you and the ship you were looking at. Like it showed you what angle you were presenting to them, so that was kind of useful for figuring out auto bounce and stuff. No, th- yeah, fair enough. No, that's and that's like a, good a lot answer. of the mods that I used to use back in the day are just part of the game now. Like back in the day, you never got to. Like it, you never had the the circles. Like the only circle you had was your detection range. The, I think the only circle you had, like in the beginning, was your maximum firing range. I believe On the so, on
2: the, the mini map, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And I know that the that the mods oftentimes that are developed are actually incorporated into the game itself. And so yes, in fact, by just using the base game, you probably are without even realizing it using some mods already.
0: Yeah, the base game has everything I have that I find, feel that I need, so I do, yeah, I don't care about using mods.
2: So, getting back to the 9.8 and with the collaborations, I know Cyber is completely ecstatic about the Transformers, and I'm definitely interested uh, uh, on some of the captains. Here's my thoughts on on that, just to kind of branch off on that subject. Um, I, a, a while back, World of uh, tanks had a collaboration when a, the movie Fury came out, and then it came out with a Fury tank that went along with the movie, and it was an awesome uh, collaboration. So my my thoughts are World of Warships. There's there's been two movies that have recently come out. One of them was Midway, and another one that has come out that probably not a lot of people have heard about is starring Tom Hanks is called Greyhound, and is dealing with the Fletcher class destroyer doing Atlantic uh, in Atlantic crossing with the uh, the convoys. Um, I, I wish wargaming would do like steer back the transformers is great warhammer is great but i also would like to see more historical collaborations um like with the movie greyhound or with the movie uh, midway if anybody's got any thoughts on that
0: no spoilers on greyhound i haven't seen it yet and i'm planning on watching it tomorrow i think
3: that would be amazing um i haven't seen midway yet believe it or not uh but i did see greyhound i won't spoil it for your sock um Great movie. Um, they don't. They don't make it. It. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, I think, KJ. I think it um, ended um, abruptly. It, it the movie felt like it was too short for me, but I loved it. It was a good movie. Um, it lets you kind of know what it's like to be a, a skipper on a real Fletcher, you know.
2: So yeah, they I know did a great I job. Looking with the movie.
0: at it on Apple TV, that's only an hour and a half. Um,
3: well worth it. Great
2: yeah, movies, absolutely. well worth it. You won't be disappointed.
3: Definitely. That's yeah, Absolutely. Um And then, but no, I I would love to see a collaboration between Midway and Fletcher and maybe they could come out with a uh, premium ship called, oh, I don't know, the Greyhound. That'd be kind of cool see,
2: too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about too, is come out with a Greyhound or a Greyhound skin. I know they've done it in the past. A uh,
0: uh, class destroyer as if we... No, 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 not, not another destroyer, no, no, but like know, a skin, like... That would be a neat skin.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, uh, it's great. I think a lot of the anime and the Azure, land, I think it's awesome. And, and again, hats off to the to the art department. I just would like to see maybe steer once in a while, steer a little bit more back towards the historical aspect. I know there's a lot of gamers out there, a lot of players that um, want to see more historical But anyway, I just want to throw that out there for everybody's thoughts.
3: That's the kind of stuff that would get me excited.
1: Well, and you know what? I would like to see that, too. Uh, You know, I mean, they do it everywhere else. Why wouldn't they go ahead and do that? Um, I mean, you've got, I mean, they're talking about subs at some point coming to the game. I mean, how many sub movies have we seen that they could, you know, add? add stuff like that into it and, you know, make it uh, an event for for people to come and do. But, uh, you know, I I just recently saw Midway. I, you know, I was really looking forward to it when I finally got around to watching it. I thought it was okay. I I didn't really think it was a great movie. I thought it was a little lackluster. They could have done a little bit better. But ultimately, at the end, you know, they gave props to all the people that, that, you know, flew in the in all the stuff they were talking about you know at the end and uh, it was pretty cool and i'm looking forward to greyhound at some point too so um but yeah what else we got on on the 9.8 i know there's uh there's some ships coming we got a dockyard uh we got what belfast 43 in oklahoma i know kj was fired up about the oklahoma and then uh then there's a new dockyard coming
2: New Dockyard with the Anchorage. I know I've talked about the Anchorage in a couple of past episodes. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the same layout as the Odin Dockyard, where you'll be able to pretty much finish everything except for the last two uh, tiers. So it's going to cost you roughly about $3,500 doubloons um, if, if you're not a whale like myself um, and you actually work for it. Uh, kudos to you. Uh, sock for working for it. My hat's off to you. I just don't have the patience to do that. Um, and so, yeah, the Anchorage um, and the Belfast. Belfast. It's. I am looking forward to this ship. Um, coming out as well, if um, and I got it loaded up. If we want to talk the stats on that one,
1: well, it's the Belfast Forty Three, correct? There's already a Belfast,
2: correct? Yes, there is the Belfast, which is the Tier Seven uh, Belfast, which was uh, removed from the game some time ago. Um, uh, arguably pretty OP when it comes to game standards. Um, this is the one that I'm referring to now is the Belfast Forty Three, which looks. And even looking at some pictures of it, it looks to be more of an Edinburgh class with some changes around in some of the consumables, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The main change being is the Belfast 43 is still going to have high explosive. Um, The Belfast 43 will have a catapult fighter, um, a short burst smoke and surveillance radar. Um, the difference between that I see between that's going to be the game changer between the Belfast 43 and the Belfast Tier Seven is the Tier Seven Belfast uh, had did not have torpedoes. Uh, the Belfast 43 will have torpedoes on it. And correct me if I'm wrong. The Tier Seven Belfast has a heel, and I know that the 43 will not have a heel in current configuration.
0: Interesting. My question is why didn't why did they why does it have to be the Belfast why couldn't it have been one of the other 10 town class cruisers
2: that's a great question i was looking at um on the forums um and that's a question that a lot of players are asking you know out of all of the ships from the royal navy line why choose to reproduce a, another belfast or you know and and i don't have the answer to that one um but that's something maybe if somebody out there or listeners has got some insight on it why don't you uh, drop us an email and and, and fill us in
4: maybe because it's a museum ship maybe
0: it's possible.
3: Or, or because the other Belfast was such a uh, win for for uh, World of Warships, uh, they figured this is the best way to make money. Let's attach the name Belfast and, you know, hey, you never know.
2: Yeah, it, it could be marketing. Um, pure game mechanics. Now, I, I am looking at this one because the Royal Navy Light Cruiser line is my favorite ship line. Um, the the minotaur was my first tier 10 ship that i got in the game i enjoyed the line i you know actually have to reset it twice going up through the research bureau. that's how much i enjoy the line so this ship um is really interesting to me i know that i have the perth at tier six um but anyways yeah a lot of talk coming out um some of the talk uh, on reddit and the warships forum is if this is basically just going to be an edinburgh with he then why not just stick with the edinburgh but as we're finding out in uh clan battles on the tier six that our guys that are using the uh, leander which is we know is a ap a- a- only um it-, it makes a big difference if you could switch back and forth between ap and he in that type of a situation
3: yeah, I've tried to use the Perth a few times in clan battles, and I don't like it. I don't. I don't think it's an effective ship. I think it's great in randoms, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to translate to random or to clan battles to me.
2: Versus you the know. Leander.
3: Um, I haven't tried the Leander yet. I think I've seen more success with the Leander from other people than I have from the Perth from other people, though, for sure.
2: And the reason why I bring that up is because I play a lot of ranked. Uh, I know on the ranked with the ranked seven where i was using the fiji it, it, it was very situational and it was fiji is still one of my more favorite ships i still keep one in my port for the rank uh, tier seven but when your ap was balancing because you actually had a player that was properly angling against you you struggled you struggled to put out the damage and it would be really nice to be able to switch over to the high explosive uh, which i think the belfast 43 is again going to have that advantage over the edinburgh
3: yeah I'm, I'm looking at the the stats on it now and uh the you know 12 times 152 millimeter he um if like you said you know if you're if you're bouncing if you're ricocheting and you can't get it but you can switch over to that um just the damage alone that you can do to the superstructure possibly with fires etc yeah i mean i think that's a huge advantage
2: i'm bringing up the edinburgh right now i want to look at the rate of fire to see if it's the same so the edinburgh is going to have a quicker reload time of seven and a half seconds versus the belfast 43 which is going to be nine seconds so i think they did that to compensate for it having high explosive
1: yeah and that's not that
0: big. and radar combined with smoke
2: yes and that is the big that to me is also a game changer radar combined with smoke combined with torpedoes uh, and then last but not least, it'll also have a catapult fighter and hydrostatic search. Uh,
0: and, uh, Hydro, it, do you have to pick between the fighter and the radar, though?
2: No. It looks like... Yes, I stand corrected. Catapult fighter versus radar, so that's going to be a no-brainer on that one.
0: Yeah. Or, But is it catapult catapult fighter, um, spotter plane, or radar? Like, no. the options of all three?
2: No. I'm, current configuration that I'm seeing on my source is catapult fighter, or radar in slot four slot three will be your smoke slot two hydro and slot one damage control party
3: This ship uh actually looks pretty amazing because i don't know if you've looked at the aa on it but that looks pretty formidable too
0: no heel though that just really kills it right yeah, and i know that was really tough because it. the thing with not having a heel is everything sticks you can't let correct
2: fire and especially in a light cruiser everything is going to stick if it hits you
0: Exactly. And the other thing with the British heel is from what I understand, the Edinburgh's heel, you get uh more citadel damage back. Than you yes. normally do. Yeah, that is true.
2: It is part of that Royal Navy, uh, quote unquote, a super heel to which the Belfast 43 will not get. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be the difference uh, between the Belfast and the Belfast 43. However, for me and just my personal game style, just to be able to have the application of smoke and radar uh, is going to be worth it to me. It, it fits right in with what I like to use the intent of, um, Behind the Belfast 43 is to be able to get in closer to be able to support your destroyers with the smoke and with the radar versus somebody who just has the radar on a light cruiser. Um, y- y- it's tough to get in close to support your destroyers because we all know once you're spotted in an Edinburgh or a Neptune uh, or a Fiji, it's it's game over until you can get out of, you know, get away with your distance again.
3: Hey, Mando, you might have covered this. I, I don't think I heard you say it, but I'm showing there's one, two, three, four slots. So not only can you have surveillance radar, you can also have hydroacoustic as well.
2: That is correct. So what I'm looking on my source is hydroacoustic in slot two and radar slot four, smoke uh, slot three. So, yes, you can have hydro and radar at the same time. Nice of course this is all work in progress Uh, nothing is set in stone um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, you know what makes the final cut on this one or not i haven't seen any preview videos or anything i know that they put a big clamp down on the community contributors a lot of non-disclosure agreements and stuff now um, which is a whole other topic of discussion for a future episode but um so i but i haven't seen any work-in-progress videos from any of the big names out there so far. So, um, just curious.
1: All right, well, how about the, uh, the the new Tier 5 Oklahoma? I know KJ was a little fired up about that. He's excited. So, uh, what do we have on that ship?
2: Bringing it up, Oklahoma, um, it's going to be a Tier 5, and it's going to be a slower Oklahoma, Nevada-class battleship. Uh, the main features is going to be 10 long-range 356mm guns placed in two double and two triple turrets. So it's going to have that layout where basically your A and your, your A turret will have three barrels and your B turret will have two barrels. And then your X turret will have two and your Y turret will have three. Um, it'll have an enhanced repair party consumable, uh, high damage per salvo, and low speed. And then a firing range, which would be able to increase to 19.9 kilometers if you use the Artillery Plotting Room Mod 1. And again, remember, this is a Tier 5 battleship. So a Tier 5 reaching out to 19.9, basically 20 kilometers is actually really good considering the tier that it's in.
1: Well, yeah, and that's one thing I was going to say. The the size guns uh, that it has is pretty solid for that tier as well, are they not?
2: Yeah, 356. Um, if somebody, I don't have my tech tree pulled up, but compared to some of the other same tier, that's it's a pretty, it's a big caliber. Um, also, this one is it's one of the features is supposed to have some really good uh, secondaries uh, with good accuracy for its tier. So if you do get in within range of your secondary, so I, I don't know if I would secondary spec this one out, but if you do get in range, it it looks like it's going to do you some damage. So don't get too close to it.
4: Well, I was just excited about it because it's from my home state and it's one of the last ones one of the only other missing ones they've got from the sinking of Pearl Harbor if I remember correctly because you had the Virginia or I should say the West Virginia the Oklahoma the Arizona and I can't think if there was another one I was just excited that they finally put kind of basically got all the old ships that had been sunk California that was at Pearl Harbor, it Pearl Harbor right? California,
1: yep, California I yep. believe so
4: but I was excited that they were able to get you know, to me, it's kind of like paying homage for that, that you're bringing these ships back to life from that tragic event.
0: I want to see, once the last one's in, I want to see somebody do a like a historical reenactment of all those ships fighting a Yamato. Oh, that would be fun. Sounds
4: <laughs> like a, tra- with that, that like a training, training session.
0: Exactly. The thing with that is that's exactly the engagement the Yamato was designed for.
2: So I'm looking at the tech tree, and it looks like the gun caliber is it's the same gun caliber as the Tier Five New York, which is also 356. I'm looking just briefly at the Congo, which is also a 356 millimeter. So it looks like it's going to be the same caliber for the tier, as as far as
3: also the Piotr uh, Piotr Veliki. It's 356. I was looking at him too when you said that. I was like, oh, I got to check it out. Uh, the Germans obviously a little bit different, 305s, but. Yeah, I think uh, three fifty six is pretty standard. Uh, the French come in at you know three forty. Uh, the Brits are three forty three. So I mean, it, it's three fifty six is pretty standard. I, I would think. I don't. I don't think it's anything op. For
2: for those of us that are Americans and we have gone through the American public school system, the three fifty six millimeter is the fourteen inch gun. <laughs>
1: I just had to throw that out there. All right, well, wrapping up the ship
0: talk as we're getting close to the end here.
1: Gasak, you you got one thing you wanted to add there?
0: Well, I was going to say, you know what they say about uh, the the measuring systems? Some people use uh, the Imperial system and some people are correct.
2: (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) I will agree with you on that one.
0: All right. Well, moving on from the ship talk,
1: um, you know, I was sitting here the other day and I was playing and, and, you know, we've, we've added a lot of people to the clan now and, uh, we're, uh, we're growing, closing in on that 30 mark and, and we've already had to bump up the, uh, the size just a little bit so we can accommodate a few more as there's probably going to be quite a few coming still, um, but we're noticing there are, are a lot of new players to the game, and uh, I was sitting here thinking the other day, you know, there's all of us here that are that are sitting in the podcast studio today. All of us have had a good amount of battles under our belts, and uh, it got me to thinking, you know, what can each of us... Uh, give in the way of tips to 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 new players coming into the game uh you know ideas or 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 stuff to start at or or tips on on what they're doing and and how to go through so uh what do you guys got there
0: i'll let you guys start
3: i i think initially you should just have fun um there's so much to do in world of warships and so many different play styles even within the same class ships um you know, to learn it all at once is, uh, in in a way, it's a little bit overwhelming. I mean, I mean I've mean, i been playing it long enough now, so I don't think so. But uh, when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, my God, I want to play DD. Oh, my God, I want to play a cruiser. Oh, my God, I want to play a carrier. And then I started realizing there's a whole bunch of different ways you can play these ships. Um, so my initial instinct is play what you enjoy most. Uh, learn to play that ship. Stick with it. Go up the line. Um And then once you're comfortable, if you want to branch out, branch out. But always keep having fun because if you make it too much like work, you're not going to be enjoying it. Too much like work. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my tip.
0: Yeah, one thing I was going to say is if we use it in the context of a shooter, in a shooter like Battlefield, what they say is when you're just learning the game, stick to one gun and get really good with that one gun. And then start slowly branching out once you've you learned that gun. You start because once you get really good with the one gun, you can then you can start learning the rest of the mechanics of the game. So we can liken that in World of Warships to a class. Start with one class in one line that you're comfortable with, and you know have fun with it, and you enjoy, and get good at that, and try emulate the way that the people that you find difficult to kill are playing. If that makes sense but it's a really good way to learn. It's The best way to learn in this game is just to keep trying new things. No,
2: that's an excellent point, and I agree with you, Mr. Sock. Um, know your enemy. Go through the line and learn how to play them, and that's how you learn how to counter them. Um, my advice that I give out to tips new players is uh, learn how to use the dynamic sights. There's some really... Um, good videos out there, i just put a shout out to uh, Notzer. He's got some really great informational videos out on YouTube, and you can YouTube um, uh, y- y- you know tips for new players, but look up Notser, look up some of his videos, or look up anybody and learn how to use the dynamic sights. I know we were in battle the other night, and I was asking one of the guys, hey, what's the maximum speed on this ship? And that's because I was using the maximum speed coupled with the dynamic sight to figure out which spot on my reticle to get an aim point Um, And I get a lot of compliments from players like, hey man, your aim is dead spot on. So that's my advice. It's really easy to use. And once you learn how to use it, it, it's a game changer to learn how to use the dynamic uh, crosshairs or the dynamic sights.
0: It's interesting you say that because I learned how to play this game before the dynamic sight was a thing. So I just got really good at eyeballing it. So I, I don't actually use the dynamic crosshair
2: I, I did too for a long time, um, but to me the dynamic site takes the guesswork out of it.
0: And yeah, it's just, and the, well, that's just exactly it. I don't need the I'm you know i I've played the game long enough that I know how to do the guesswork. But if you if you don't know the guesswork yet, then it's a fantastic tool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. For a new player, learn the dynamic site, and then um, once you get to the point where you can eyeball it, then you know. God bless you. More power to you. <laughs>
0: The one thing I find hardest with the crosshair isn't necessarily when they're broadside to you. It's judging how angled they are to you and how far uh, past them to shoot. That's what I struggle with sometimes. Cyber, what you got?
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, it's not a bad idea to to do all of those things. You know, pick a line that that you want to try, maybe something that you're a little fired up about because it's something that uh, you're really fascinated with, uh, the history of it, and grind towards it. You know, I would also say if you're grinding one line, it's not a bad idea to have, have another line. Uh, even a lower tier, working up a little bit at a time, and and I would say it goes as far as three lines, but stay focused on the one, because you're going to get into a a. A few games here where you're gonna get deleted quick from time to time and you're gonna to have to leave and jump in another ship and you don't want to be sitting idle while that one is waiting so have other ships and, and and the biggest thing I would say is don't be afraid to look for clans and get in with a group of guys that have been around that have played the game a little bit and that can give you these pointers that can help you out and uh, I mean, a clan benefits just being in a clan. I mean, there's all kinds of discounts and stuff too that'll help you out as you climb up the the tree too. So, uh, but yeah, ultimately, you want to have fun. You don't want this to be work. If it's work, it's not going to be a fun game. You're going to end up uninstalling it and going and playing something else. So, play it, have fun, and and that's really really what we're about is uh, you know have fun. It's a video game. It's you're, it's here to have fun and bring enjoyment and, and take you away from the reality of your life you know for a little while get on hang out with some buddies have a good time shooting stuff and and maybe a win a you too
3: I'd have to agree um, with that I thought that was really cool that you said that and it was important um, the clan thing the clan is really important as well because I started this game with two other buddies they're in central time zone I'm in Pacific um, we didn't get to play much, and then they, well, one of them's back now, Shep, he's part of our clan, thank goodness, um, but the other guy, he didn't play anymore, so I was in a clan by myself for almost a year, and uh, I quit playing the game, and I was like, it's, it's not fun anymore, um, and then when I... Uh, got hooked up with you guys. Um, You know, we've got a great bunch of people in the clan and it just, you know, even sometimes when we just sit in port and, you know, shoot the crap or whatever. Um, It's, it's fun and it's entertaining. And I have learned so much about this game. I thought I knew, pretty much a lot of stuff already, but just being in the clan alone, I've learned so much more from, you know, Sock and Mando and you, Cyber, and KJ's taught me a lot, and uh, um, my my uh, skill level's gone up because of it. So not only am I having fun, I'm becoming a better player. So I think that's
1: important too. KJ, any, any thoughts there? Yeah, I was gonna say
4: is starting out as a new player, um, remembering from when I started um, I still struggle with it, even now, and I'm sure we all do. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. You're not going to get every hit. You're not going to get every torpedo. You're not going to do it. But don't be afraid of that. It's, it's going to happen. Yes, it gets frustrating. Um, it's just part of the game. Um, and I've done it, and you guys have known it. I've had nights where I've played two or three games, and this is like, you know, I'm not feeling it tonight i'm getting out i'm done don't be afraid to do that it's not that you can't or don't want to play the game but maybe you just aren't feeling it that night if you try to continue playing it when you're having a losing streak or so on and so forth and you start getting frustrated and mad that's against like you said before it's turns into more work and you've Trying to break that streak and trying to do this, and then you try too hard, and then you do things that get you killed early, or you don't do things right, or whatever. And then if you start paying attention to the chat, don't always pay attention to the chat. Um, there are people out there that do nothing but try to say negative things against players, no matter what, um, whether they're good players, bad players, whatever. You guys have seen it. I know, and I've seen you seen it being said to you guys. Um, about how bad you are at this or bad you are at that. And they don't know because of whatever they think that you're supposed to play. So play it your way, play it the way you want to play it, play the ships that you want to play and just enjoy it. Relax, have fun. Don't get too frustrated. Again, I still do it. I still get frustrated. I know these guys do it and they get frustrated.
3: I've Um, never been frustrated. Are you crazy?
4: (laughs) But my point being is that, you know, just, have fun with it. Like we said, you know, and getting with the, with the clan, I mean, I've been in a couple different clans, and we've had some good camaraderie, and then it just kind of fell apart, and like you said, Nimitz, where it was just like, you didn't feel like you, I mean, you basically played the game by yourself, because either A, nobody was on, or B, the people you got on, you d- may not necessarily got along with, or whatever. Um, I'm not saying come join us, just you know, feel free to come join us. That's That's not a problem. But don't think that You can't find a clan to get into and don't just stay with a clan that you don't click with. So if you don't click with them, don't just stay in it necessarily to do it because then you probably won't want to be playing with them and then you won't want to play the game find a group of guys or girls or whatever, get together with them, hang out, have fun, go out and blow things up for me. This is a stress reliever. I've had a bad, stressful day. In fact, I'm still at work now, sitting in the parking lot. Um, I'm ready to go home and blow something up. So, you know, that's a stress reliever for me. So I I try not to take it hard. Don't take it hard on yourself if you're not good at it right away, because none of us are. I mean, I'm saying, we're, you know, everybody's good at their own thing. I'm not as good as I'd like to be, so I, I push myself to get better. I've learned a lot from Cyber. I've learned a lot from Mando, Sot, Nimitz. Everybody I learned a lot from that actually improves my game because I look at how I play, and they look at how I play, I look at how they play, and we just learn from each other on how to play the different ships and different styles. But don't ever be afraid to... to To lose. It's, it's, I know it's frustrating, but you're going to lose. You're not going to win every game. Don't get frustrated by that. That's my big thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the biggest one for me that, keeps me coming back is, is the people in the clan. You get to a good clan and you got good guys that are hanging around. We've got a couple of girls too, and you know, it's it's a matter of hanging out having a good time. You know what? I, I've played countless other games online, and you know what always kept me coming back was the people that I hung out with. That's what keeps me coming back, and as long as these guys are around, I'm going to keep putting in the time to come back and hang out, and even if I don't feel like playing ships, I'm going to jump on, hang out with them and guess what i'm going to start feeling like playing ships because they're doing it and i want to hang out so it's something to look at but uh anyway uh let's let's we went ran long and sock didn't yell at us so that's kind of a a, a rarity there <laughs> so let's go Bonus. ahead with yeah let's go ahead with parting shots uh uh nimitz go ahead you're our guest host tonight hit uh, hit your parting shots
3: here's my parting shot we kicked butt in naval battles. Uh, thank you. I think it was Orkin or was that the name of the clan?
1: Something um, like that. They were an Asian Asian clan.
3: Yeah. Thank them, guys. Uh, That was exciting. We won sixty-two to sixty-one. I know Sock, I, and KJ uh, were hanging out there at the last uh, right. And Cyber, you came on right there at the end too. And we were down by like five or six points, and it looked like we were going to lose, and we pulled it out. So uh, good job to the clan. I'm excited for uh, naval battles next week. And on behalf of Sock, Mister Sock,
4: I will say you are welcome because we were the last two trying to finish that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you to the, the three or four people who did all of the 300s and left the rest of us with all the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, I know I was in the same boat.
1: Amanda, what do <laughs> you got for parting shots?
2: My parting shots, uh, I'm laughing, that's a great comment, Sock. I I know I had mentioned that. My parting shot, ranked battles. Ranked. If you don't have like at least... 2,500 battles under your belt. Stay out of rank. Stay out of my way. If you're a potato, I'm plowing right through you. That's my parting shot.
1: (laughs) Sock, you got to stream to pimp. So let's, let's go with you.
0: Yeah, I've been bad lately. I haven't been streaming. I've just been so tired with work and whatever, but that's a whole nother story, which I I won't share on the air here, but you all know the link. It's in the description. Twitch.tv slash 97 We'll see, I'll stream at some point. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes it's just uh, life sucks sometimes, and it's uh, it's good to have a, a place to go and vent and, and, and have some fun and forget about it from time to time. So I think with that, uh, everybody's got our parting shots in, and uh, we ran a little long this week, but there was a lot to cover. So anyway, everybody, thanks for joining us. It's been an honor and a lot of fun to keep doing this show, and, and hopefully we've got more and more to come. Anyway, everybody, take care. This has been The Full Broadside. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.